podcast one production. Now, I don't know if you're like me when you think about the current British royal family. You think of people like Prince Philip and think they're quite eccentric. But believe it or not, the current royal family we have is almost one of the most sane royal families that have ever existed. And on the podcast, we're going to look at the most batshit crazy royals from history and ask... Cat's Pyjamas or Cat's Piss with The Chaser. I'm Chris Taylor. I'm with Charles Firth, Dom Knight and Andrew Hansen. And uh, I'm going to talk about the royals and not just the British royals. I'm going to go from royals from all sorts of different countries, different dynasties, different times throughout history, all the way back to the B.C., Ancient Romans who really led the way in crazy. I'm looking forward to spending the next 79 hours talking about all the batshit royals over the years. So let's kick off with Charles VI of France. Uh, Now, Charles VI ruled France during a time of huge chaos, and he came to the throne just after his first bout of madness in 1392. So not great timing. He um, He lived out most of his life plagued by insanity. But most famously, Charles suffered from what's called a glass delusion. That is, a belief that his body was made out of glass. And apparently, you don't meet many people with this delusion. No. But, um, and they're often half full. <laughs> he faded in and out of it. Like, there were times he was incredibly lucid and incredibly athletic and really quite an outdoorsy king. And then there were days when the glass delusion struck, where he refused to move sitting still for hours or even days on end. Mm. Okay, so, yeah, look, I, I guess it comes and varies. If you think you're made of glass, there are times you've got to be wrapped carefully and times when it's all fine. Well, it'd be an extraordinary thing to be made of glass because, mm. you know, you, you don't want courtiers around the palace suddenly to, you know, make use of your delusion mm. to start putting flowers in you, thinking you're a vase <laughs> or yeah. filling you up with whiskey or anything like that. <laughs> or I mean, just trying to play you by putting their mm. finger on your head. <laughs> But you would want them to dust you regularly, <laughs> wouldn't you? I mean, yeah, polish a bit of Windex, I think you'd probably need, wouldn't you? Mm. Guess when a king has this delusion, you must have to humour them to some extent. Because if any of us had this delusion, you'd just say, you'd think you're an idiot sitting in the corner thinking you're a block of glass. But when it's a king, you kind of need to play along, don't you? Well, kings back then, especially, had power of life and death over you. Like, Mm. if you said, ho, 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 sir, you're not a piece of glass, (laughs) they'd be like, off with your head. In fact, I've got a very sharp jagged edge here. (laughs) Isn't this the fairy tale the the emperor has uh, clothes and is made of glass? It could be. Has anyone heard of this delusion outside of the French monarchy? Was he the only Look, he's the only one I've heard of. But the, the way it's sort of written about is that it's a scientific thing to have a glass delusion. There are a lot of rugby league players who regularly fill themselves up with liquid. That's true. And there'd be a lot of drinkers in Australia who glass people. So that's a different sort of glass complex, isn't Mm. it? But the reality is you don't look like glass. Like, I mean, glass is (laughs) see-through. How do you dress? If you you think you're made Mm. of glass, are you favouring lighter clothes or more transparent slips to put (laughs) on? I reckon curtains. You'd you'd wear curtains. When you go to your optometrist and go, can these glasses you've given me, can you make them bigger (laughs) to cover my whole body? (laughs) Can we clarify, does it mean that you think that you are just look like yourself but you're made out of glass or do you think that you're completely transparent and invisible like a window because that that would be even more deluded wouldn't it if you thought you no one could see you it's a very good question Dom I mean I'm not a psychiatrist I can't diagnose exactly what was going through Charles the sixth mind but uh, from reports from people who did document his reign they just said he, that he sat still as if glass 
So you almost yeah. thought he was frozen like glass. And were there old sort of fables where people were turned into glass, or was that more stone? It sounds as though he invented statue busking. He did. Mm. To his great credit. And his only mistake was not to put a little hat out in front of him <laughs> and earn some French francs while he did it. <laughs> so, Fred, cat's piss or cat's pyjamas, the idea that you could sit for days on end thinking you're glass, are there advantages to that or do you think it's nonsense? Oh, I'm, I'm racking my brains to think of one single advantage. <laughs> no, no, I just can't. It's cat's piss for me. Uh, well, no, I reckon it's cat's pyjamas because admittedly they didn't have Netflix back then. But no. if they did, that would be the perfect excuse. Sorry, love, I can't help out around the house today because I'm glass. Mm. And mm. can you just put the Netflix on Do you for me? It was a strategy. You know, like mm. Trump got out of national service. So if there was a war on during Charles VI's <laughs> reign, you go, oh, I'd love to join you at the front. Yeah. But I'm, I'm glass I'm this glass. week. I'm glass, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Great excuse, isn't it? I think it's cat's pyjamas because what a great way to meet people. You'd sort of be walking along, get to the traffic lights, and people would try and squeegee you. would be very, very friendly. <laughs> <laughs> Our next royal is Peter the Third. Of Russia. Has anyone heard of Peter the Third? No, no, I didn't know Russia had any is, Peters. Is that Peter the Great? Yes. He had a very famous queen as his wife. Oh, Catherine, Catherine. the Great. Yeah. yeah. Now, oh. she was a little bit batshit, but nothing compared to her husband, Peter the Third. So he yeah. so he was more crazy than the stuff with the horse, you say? Was oh, he, God, yeah. Was he hung like a horse? No. <laughs> He I think wasn't. That was the and whole problem. Well, oh, right. this is where I'm heading, Charles. This is part mm-hmm. of uh, his great delusion. He was yeah. more unhinged and much less successful than his famous wife, Catherine the Great. Poor treatment by a sadistic tutor when he was a young boy left Peter in a state of constant arrested development. Peter married Catherine when he was 17 years old, and it was clear from the start that they were a very bad match. Catherine was intelligent and driven, while Peter was a basically a stunted man-child. Now, it's unclear whether they ever consummated their relationship, because Peter always wanted to play toy soldiers in bed and make his wife dress up in military gear to run drills. <laughs> Are you telling me that oh. that session did not end with sex? Yeah. I, this I is can the compl- sexiest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> like, Why is every song, Toy Soldiers, yeah. is one of the most erotic things I saw as an adolescent. Can you imagine, like, a king, like, yeah. like, well into his 30s, apparently, he'd get into bed with his box of toy soldiers wanting to play toy toys. Is that kingly behaviour? Look, it's, it's not kingly, but it might be sexy behaviour depending on where you put the toys. Look, I, I actually think this is the exact right use of being a royal. Like, the whole point is you're allowed to do whatever the fuck you like yeah. because you're the fucking king. And so if you want to go, go to bed with toys, then go to bed with toys. My question, though, Charles, is if, if, if you are the king, why use toy soldiers? He'd have an actual army. At his disposal. <laughs> he could have gone to Couldn't bed with he have brought actual soldiers. soldiers into his bedroom and just play with them like toys well, and just manoeuvre them as he saw fit? Well, I think Catherine would have liked that as well. <laughs> well she would have much preferred it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now, it gets, it gets even more weird. There's a great story about Peter discovering one day that a, a rat in his palace had bit the head off one of his beloved toy soldiers. Mm. Oh. And he was so irate and incensed oh. that he gave the rat a proper court-martial and trial. <laughs> And he followed by hanging the rat at the palace gallows. Mm. <laughs> now, see, there's, there is actually a problem with this, which is you can't hang a rat because their necks don't break. Yeah, they don't really have little, little necks. There's not I enough mean, weight. So the, not your, your, shaped, the, is it? the part of this story that 
upset you <laughs> isn't that he caught Marshall to rap, but that he that his method of execution no. was scientifically unsound. Yes, yeah, exactly. I'm with you there, because wouldn't the noose have just sort of slipped off the rat? You know, I mean, especially a great big thick rope, or did he did he did he make it out of like a, a, a sort of um, twist tie? Or I'm assuming like that. if he fashioned a, like out of a shoelace or something, a little rat sized noose. Are you right, saying they yes. wouldn't die Can, if you dropped a rat from the top of a gallows? Can a rat bite through a, a noose? Like much as it bites through the, the neck of a toy soldier? A cunning rat would, if it mm. knew it was about to be executed. It mm. would furiously start biting the noose. But, um, but yeah, the so, idea of like trialling animals mm. uh, by court-martial, regardless of crime, good thing? Should more animals be put on trial? I think it's cat's pyjamas, but look, if you're Peter the Great, you really want... Don't forget your rats. You want to be trying that horse for treason, I'm thinking. Catherine the Great's Catherine horse. Catherine the Great's uh, pet horse. That, there's a lot of questions to answer about that horse. But don't you now understand Catherine's intimate love of the horse, given that her husband was off with toy soldiers all the time, giving her nothing mm. other than the chance to pleasure herself with I a toy. Understand, I understand the, the need to look elsewhere. The, to settle upon uh, an equine playmate, I'm not so sure about. Well, it's almost like she's overcompensated. Like he, Her husband's useless. So even another yeah. man won't do. You need to get the biggest knob in the palace that she can get her hands on, as it were, <laughs> and that's probably the horse. She was taking advantage of being a royal. She was doing yeah. exactly yeah. what, you know, the fuck she likes. Okay. And she was Literally. fucking the fuck she likes. I've got this image. Do you reckon, like, assuming they had a pretty big bed, probably a king-size bed, mm. or would it be yeah. queen-size because she was a queen? I think she had <laughs> didn't she have special stirrups. Let's, yeah, let's say they've I got think a she pretty... had a, I think she had a horse-size bed, Okay, she? so they've got a <laughs> massive fuck-off bed. Yeah. On one half, you've got Peter with his toy soldiers. Mm. On another half, you've got Catherine with a horse. Yeah. Mm. That's some marriage, isn't it? Do you yeah, think that's... that Peter would <laughs> wake up every morning... <laughs> And be terrified because there was a horse's head on his pillow. <laughs> <laughs> or a horse giving head at his bed. Right? <laughs> and his only conundrum about that is, would a horse's head fit in a noose? <laughs> <laughs> we go to Spain now. Have you heard of Joanna, the Queen of Castile and Aragon? She's an interesting um, one. She's not, no, I don't sort often of hear about it. You would have heard of her parents, Ferdinand and Isabella. Oh, oh yes. right. Yeah. Probably the most famous Spanish royals. They're the royals that sent Christopher Columbus on his voyage mm. to discover the Americas. They were also the royals who uh, got rid of all the Jews from their court. So they did, you know, spins yeah. and roundabouts. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> now, Joanna, who was their daughter, she married Philip I of Burgundy. <laughs> and she was so devoted to him, like crazily devoted to him and over time developed a reputation for having a slightly unnatural obsession with her husband to the point that after his sudden death in 1506 she refused to be separated from his dead body <laughs> she kept it in her room and even travelled with it <laughs> I've seen this movie isn't, isn't this called Weekend at Burgundy's? <laughs> hey. Now uh, there are even reports she continued having intercourse with her dead husband several years after he died. Mm. Right. Now, years. Now, that would have been years. Difficult because, like, it's all gone except the bones, right? Well, I believe well, he was, by at her own request, he was embalmed extremely carefully. Did they do a chairman mm. now? Well, him? he was a stiff. Yeah, well, yeah. yeah. Mm. So you, there was never any issue about him getting it up. Mm, it was yeah. always hard. Mm. But, oh okay, so the idea, I mean, we, you know, we've all got wives here. Is there a point where you can be too devoted 
to your partner. Yeah, I think this thing about taking them on holiday for me is probably cat's piss. I mean, you know, you've got enough to pack already, don't yeah. you? I mean, rather just, than fitting them in the suitcase. And unnecessary well, expense. Like, yeah, why book two seats on the ship or the plane when you only exactly. need one? Mind you, exactly. I reckon they'd make it the best travel partner because they'd be so obliging. Oh, that's be like. I was thinking we should go to this cafe now. Yeah. Yeah. Any objections? Any objections? Yeah. Do you mind if no. I order? Yeah, no, no, I'll, I'll choose tonight. <laughs> Look, I've heard yeah. it can be very hard for, for say, a widow with a new partner because uh, for the new man, you know, the, the shadow of the, the former husband is always there. But in this case, the literal embalmed corpse of the ex-husband mm. is right there in the bed as well. That's going to be very difficult. When, when you are travelling with your dead husband... Do you buy him a seat or do you put him in, in the luggage hold? Uh, like, where's the, correct, where do you, where's the correct place to put a stiff? She wanted to be with him for it. So, so she wouldn't have had him down in, in, the, in the cabin. No, not unless uh, she uh, was in cabin also. Yeah. Yeah, no, no, no. Yeah. She, he, she, he would have been carry-on luggage, I'd say, yeah. and um, would have sat in the seat next to her and she, and he, and she he probably got an in-flight snack and everything. It's I an imagine. imposition, though. Let's say there's three seats in the row. And he's in the middle one. Like, sure, oh, she's well. fine being sitting next to a dead person. But the poor yeah. person on the other side. I know. It's a nuisance when you get a cold elbow right next to yours, <laughs> isn't it? It's, it's, Do you think yeah. that it would be reasonable for the airline to, to insist on paying for a ticket? Maybe it's a ticket, unless it's like a companion animal. I've seen someone on a plane with an eagle at one point. That's, <laughs> that's as ridiculous as bringing right. the corpse of your husband right. next to you. It's not yeah. a bad thing to take onto a plane, because if the plane goes down, mm. you can still hang on to the eagle and hope, <laughs> have a chance of flight. <laughs> I mean, this is again sort of goes to that earlier question we brought up about the role of the rest of the court like do you humor this woman and and, and not think nothing of the fact she's bringing him down to breakfast each morning <laughs> or at some point does ohns have to kick in and say i don't think it's safe to have a corpse <laughs> like at, buzzing at, around. at the dining table <laughs> i admire her for being ahead of her time man I, right now you know sex dolls and so on are on in their infancy pretty soon everyone's going to have Artificial partners they bring with them everywhere. Mm. She was centuries ahead of her time. Uh, yeah. Full credit to That's her. Cat's pajamas. How do we know Melania Trump's not dead? I mean, have you ever heard her speak? Maybe Trump's <laughs> just dragging around a stiff. Yeah, there's no evidence otherwise. And maybe there? there's uh, an element of gender fluidity here. I don't think there's much fluid about him. He was pretty right. rock hard yeah. dead. Right. Yeah. Okay. What At what time after death would you stop producing sperm? Oh, I think it's, it's instantaneous. <laughs> no, it wouldn't be because no, you'd there's have been... a couple of reserves. Wouldn't no, you? There's, been, no, 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 there's been cases no. in New South Wales where people whose husbands were killed wanted to use the sperm to yes, like, but you can't, so you can jerk off someone. a recently deceased person. Absolutely, <laughs> you can. Yeah, you totally can. Up to like twenty four hours. Or something I don't know like if that, you jerk off or you syringe. But, just syringe, yeah, drain the balls more, with a syringe. More. Oh, well, it has to be extracted. I think doesn't it? The sperm you may as well have a ride. But you don't. You don't produce anymore. I promise you can't produce any. Anymore. The moment you die, that's, that's it. it. Now, we're just learning um, posthumous sperm retrieval. <laughs> Medical literature recommends the extraction take place no later than 24 hours after yeah, death. get on it. you got yeah. to get on it. Loses its motility at about the 36-hour mark. But, but also, the body becomes far less sexually attractive after about 24 hours as well. In some well, cases, yeah. other people improve what's, dramatically. <laughs> what's the window, do you think, for just grinning and bearing it rather than taking it to a professional? Oh, an hour. <laughs> Let's move to Denmark. Christian the Seventh, we're talking about. He was reigning at 1766, so just before Australia was discovered, really. Christian the Seventh became king of Denmark at the early age of 17, and very early on he exhibited many antisocial behaviours, but his most notorious was his obsession with pleasuring himself. <laughs> 
Oh, no. All, all reports from the day say he was a chronic masturbator. And he masturbated so much, it is said, that it interfered with his duties as a leader. And that on at least three occasions, this is true, he began masturbating during official business with other dignitaries and visiting monarchs present. This makes me very sad, actually, that Donald Trump is so old. They've been trying to find all these ways to distract him, taking papers off his desk, watching TV. What if they could somehow make him a chronic masturbator and he could spend the rest of his presidency just doing something know, more productive? Instead of being a wanker on Twitter, he could be a literal wanker. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So the oh, idea of having a, a king who can't keep his hand off it and is to the point where he can no longer do his job because he needs to get one out. And it's not a very demanding job. It's, it's, surely it's only a couple of hours a day being a king. Like he, how much do you think he would have would have done? That's a prodigious. Yeah, how many fates weren't opened that year in Denmark? Because he said, oh no, I've just got to rub one out again. Oh, but it's surely he, your highness, you've done eight already. You must be dry. No, I reckon I got another eight in me. Do you think he's got an, a, do you think he's got an, a, a euphemism for it? I mean, I, I know on Trump's schedule they say like um, office time or something like that, and he's watching cable TV. Do you think he has, like, royal scepter time or something? Maybe like I'm just polishing the oh. crown jewels. It doesn't sound to me like he was that concerned <laughs> if he was doing it in the, in the middle of meetings oh, yeah. with diplomats. I mean, did he achieve, like, what sort of diplom diplomatic um, achievements did he make? Like, did, did he ever sign any agreements at all, or was he too busy tugging at his Look, sausage? I, I, I don't have enough detail about his actual achievements. It was said he was not a well-regarded king. Well, they probably and weren't getting around <laughs> <laughs> I'm shocked. He's not lucky for Princess Mary. She, she didn't meet uh, a guy like that at the slip-in. <laughs> why didn't, why didn't they, they say to him before the meeting, you know, look, why don't you just quickly go and do that and then you can have the meeting <laughs> rather than doing it in the middle of proceeding. Like, and was it recorded in the minutes? Is this how they know? <laughs> yes, like they and then of... he took his member into his right hand and oh, started thrusting. Oh, I know how he feels, though, having been to some, like, you know, strata committee meetings and that sort of stuff. I mean, I can kind of sympathise that, that halfway through... It, it, it would liven things up, wouldn't it? Well, it's it, it, it cuts pajamas, really. It's a very boring job. Like, so much is ceremonial. Mm. And it's Denmark, yeah. remember. Everyone's yeah. good-looking in Denmark. You yes. can't meet anyone without wanting to get oh. your cock out and have a rock. <laughs> yes, it'd be irresistible, wouldn't it? I mean, oh, my goodness. I, I sometimes wonder, seeing the Queen, how, how does she stop flicking herself off during some of those Do we know ceremonies? she's not? She, I mean, well, the, the great advantage of being a Queen exactly. is the big dresses. We don't know that they're not <laughs> flicking themselves off she during royal weddings. <laughs> <laughs> The, even the landscape of Denmark's made up of fjords you just love to plow. That's true. I mean, this goes to your point, Charles, earlier, when that if you're a monarch, you should mm. just do what the fuck you want. Now, isn't this the epitome of that? He's gone, I've got a meeting on, but I'm going to have a wank during it. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. Yes, it is. Yeah. Yeah. It's, a, it's ideal, isn't it? Oh, imagine what the, pa the palace staff must have... Do you think also... Well, mop up, I assume. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Carrying around <laughs> handkerchiefs all day. How many tissues have we been through this the, week? The oh. royal jizz mopper, sir. Yeah. Uh, but you know how royals generally set trends? Like one of the, one of the <laughs> Spanish kings um, had a lisp, so Spanish is spoken with that sort of lisping style. Do you think oh. that this king set a trend for his underlings? And so it was understood that while he was in the palace, at any point, you could just walk out of your appointed duties and have a bit of fun. That's with true. Stuff. And not just the people mm. in the court, like... Any nobles? Well, any even the subjects, even the peasantry, because like, you do sort of mirror your, your king's behaviour. Oh, so there would have been a period in Denmark where everyone mm. was getting it out, and well, <laughs> well, they believed in the divine right of kings too, didn't they? So whatever the king was doing, God wanted them to do. So you mm. can just imagine the priests around the country going, "All right, 
I don't really want to feel like doing this, but we've got it. You know, the king does it. <laughs> yeah, Louis, yeah. Louis C.K. should have said, oh, look, I was just being a bit like Frederick. A bit Danish. Yeah, yeah I was being great. Yeah. Your Danish king, wouldn't he? Be? He'd get things done. He certainly was, would. Was there a Hans Christian Andersen fairy tale based on this king? Masturbator in the P. Is that why they call <laughs> oh, no, that was that was Hansy Christian Andersen. Oh, Hansy Christian Andersen, very is, good. Is that why they call those pastries Danishes? Because they're just sort of filled with cream you don't really want. <laughs> we might move on there. No, no, because the, the other question I got, though, is like he's doing this in the middle of the meeting. The, the oldie-worldie clothing... Mm. It was extremely hard to, to get off. Like, you pretty yes. much had to have somebody undress seven layers of your clothes to mm. even access your knob. It, uh, d- so is that what he did well, in the middle of these meetings? Was he pioneered like a royal fly. Where I'm just thinking he could just very been. quickly get it out. His one achievement may have been the invention of the zipper. <laughs> <laughs> but why, why, why didn't he have sex? This is the thing that mystifies uh, me. What, like, why... Why? Why would you do it? Like if you had any, like the, this is the royalty thing, which is you could mm. command any beautiful woman to have sex with you, presumably. Yeah. Well, it, Why it, would it, do it yourself? It's a great question. He, he loved masturbation, and he did have a wife who actually was quite frustrated by his obsession oh. with masturbation. He almost never had sex with her, mm. and so she started taking lovers because he was always so busy beating off in the corner. Rather than oh. spending the night with her, so it, 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 yeah, he just preferred his own company. Well, Charles, oh, you know, spend time with the royal families of the world, and you'll soon realise that some of them are just massive wankers. <laughs> uh, we're going to finish uh, in ancient Rome, which was like many things, uh, you know, the home of geometry, mathematics, astronomy, and batshit crazy royals. The I mean, there's a lot. There's so many emperors of Rome. Uh, we we know Caligula. You know, had a friend as a horse who he wanted to put to the Senate. Nero famously fiddled while Rome burned. The emperor I want to bring to your attention uh, today is Elagabalus. Have you heard of Elagabalus? No, no, no. Tell us. He was the he em- fiddle with himself no. while Rome burned. <laughs> Elagabalus took the throne in 218 AD. One of the lesser known Roman emperors, which is extraordinary given the litany of bad behaviour that Elagabalus got away with. It rivals the most vicious, cruel and self-indulgent rulers of all time. He he pretty much takes the cake when it comes to batshit crazy royals. I'm just going to read a list of some of the weird activities that Elagabalus took part in. And you simply have to say cat's piss or cat's pyjamas. He chained naked women to chariots like horses and made them pull him around the stadium. Piss or pyjamas. It's, it's, um, I'm pretty sure that's a segment on the footy show. Isn't it? <laughs> right. if, it, if it's not, it will be now. Well, it's I hard don't know to how argue. fast you could go. I mean, the, the beauty of those chariots, like Ben Hur style chariot races, is mm. the speed mm. and the danger. Naked, well, I kind of get the naked women thing. There might be something titillating about it, but it'd be a very slow ride. There are it? a lot of things that, um, a very long list of things that, that strike as, um, that would be wonderful things to do with a naked woman, but a long way down that list is is use them as a form of conveyance around a, a sort of chariot ground. Mm. Mm. It's hard to construe that as cat's pajamas, um, <laughs> I must say. Do, I mean, did he ask them to neigh, or, or did they have to sort of oh, be they horsey? Being horses? That's a good question. It's actually not particularly cool. Like, yeah, he did whip them like horses and stuff, so it's it's awfully violent and stuff. But no one ever said no to him. Yeah. And he, it, there were crowds of people who'd come out to watch this because he made them. Like, it'd be on the bill. So if there were, like, Christians and the Lions fighting or whatever, he'd yeah, then say, fair. and now, like, a little, the undercard tonight, 
I'm going to make Beryl and Cheryl get down on all fours and drag me around the stadium. Oh, yeah. my God. But That's... also, surely by this point, the Romans were used to batshit crazy emperors and doing whatever they said. Well, maybe. It was like, yeah. Maybe. Oh, at least he's not burning down Rome while fiddling. You know how reality shows get worse and worse the further mm. we go down? With, the, with more season. extreme. Yeah. Yeah, and, and they rate yeah. less and less, but they still, you know, Love Island yeah. is just, you know, as far as I could work, it was just naked women going around an island or something. Do you think that's where, like, it was just so extreme because they'd had the gladiators and killed everyone and and oh, it, was, it was just like yeah. he just wanted to come up with a new, a idea, new idea that he hadn't seen in the Colosseum. And some people mm. would have loved it. Other people would have thought, oh, you've jumped yeah. the shark. But, but, like, but, yeah, but other like people... I was fine with all the killing mm. of the Christians, but this this women's yeah. horses thing, nah, it's, yeah. I, I think you're out of ideas. So you're, you're yeah. saying that being emperor is kind of like the Carry On series. You just explore every possible thing to Carrying on up the Kyber and no one's interested in it anymore. He went very SBS for a while yes. in terms of, you know, how to d- put on a show. I, and also just naked women that, I, in places they aren't supposed to be. That's the most positive spin you could put on this. He went very SBS. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm assuming there was no Me Too movement back then. No, oh, I think well, there might have been after the, this chariot event. Probably <laughs> well should have been. Well, the ho- apparently, ironically, um, it was the the horses and the handlers of the horses who were most outraged by this because they, they they thought it was a demarcation the, issue. Oh yeah, industrial mm. problems. Uh, Suddenly, yeah. the the people mm. you know who had to look, take care of the royal horses or the emperor's horses had less to do, so they were just shitty on that oh, on that yeah, score. Well, jobs Catherine were the, stolen by naked women. Catherine the Great could have told them that. Um, yeah, some of the horses could have taken the place of the women. Mm. Now, let's move on to some other things he did. Also, while still in the stadium, he liked to release snakes into the audience during gladiator games and gleefully watch the panic and injury ensue. <laughs> <laughs> okay. This is definitely Cat's Pajamas. I can get on board with this. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I've been to a lot of good sporting <laughs> events where they released beer snakes into the crowd. That's true. <laughs> yeah, how would you feel about actual snakes throughout the crowd? I, I reckon that would liven up a test match, wouldn't it? Yeah. It, it would. <laughs> Exciting, as long as I'm not in that particular audience. But if, if you're watching at home on the TV, fantastic. Absolute catch. It's almost honest. like he's a pioneer of Japanese game shows and stuff, isn't he? He <laughs> seems to be very kinky, very into extreme pain and danger. Yeah. <laughs> we've all we've all been at the SCG and wanted to release a Taipan in the members' enclosure, haven't we? We have. And I reckon there'd be some listeners who reckon you could even enliven the game itself by releasing snakes onto the pitch. Mm. So, you know, like rather than, you know, the pitch mm. report, just go, yeah, there's a crack here, a crack here. Oh, there's a cobra just here, <laughs> just outside Silly Mid on. Like, maybe you used the cobra's uh, fangs. Fangs. To test the pitch. Oh, that's they, not bad. Yeah. It'd be very dangerous, though, when the Australian players started trying to use them to, to, to rough up the ball. Oh, you would, because snakes are bitten. so scaly. You wouldn't need to take sandpaper out <laughs> no. anymore, would you? Just rub the ball snake. with a snake. <laughs> yeah. Did he find that um, demand for tickets to these events <laughs> dropped a little bit after introducing this new feature? <laughs> <laughs> it's a very good question. It's sort of a quid pro quo, isn't it? Because mm. those that enjoyed the naked women horse chariot <laughs> events... Would they have enjoyed it enough to put up with the risk of snake bites just <laughs> yeah, to I mean, sit through that event? Yeah, that I mean, plus plus the how slow it would have been to get your chariot out of the car park after the show. I mean, it really would have been a turn <laughs> yeah. off. I reckon. It should have been written on the tickets. I mean, all of our tickets here have you know public transport included. The tickets should have said "deadly snakes included." And you got to be clear <laughs> with your audience. Now, uh, when it came to government, Elagabalus had interesting methods when it came to choosing his senators and the other other government positions. 
Have a guess how you think he might have determined which other politicians he wanted with him in the Senate. Oh, don't, did he release snakes into their bedroom and whichever one survived? Snake, snakes isn't a bad thought. It's in that territory. <laughs> so really? is, it, is it something to do with there was some test where they'd either die or be in the Senate? Is, is, that, is that heading oh, in the right, right direction? No, it's not. No, I'll, I'll let you know what it was. He filled the positions based on penis size. Oh. <laughs> Great selection criteria. So well, this, should, this is cat's pajamas. This, this should be part of every job application. You should fill in your CV, you know, your degree, your relative qualifications, and the, the length. It would, it would reduce women's prospects in the workforce, I guess. Well, well, yeah, true. It, no greater than the li- current federal Liberal Party. <laughs> yeah, but to be fair, Scott Morrison's been struggling to explain why he's prime minister. That would be a very brief answer. It just, yeah, I'm going back to. I'm. I'm it's a tribute to Ellie Gabellis. <laughs> I've got the biggest knob. I had a bigger knob than Malcolm. <laughs> Is it that, now? What we don't know, and it's to my eternal shame and um, disappointment that the historians of the day weren't specific enough to say whether he wanted people with enormous penises or small penises, so he was the biggest dick in the room. Oh. Now Tacitus okay. and Herodotus were very silent on this question. What do we think? What's our theory? Would he have wanted big knobs around him or small knobs? Uh, look, when it comes to penises, I think it's about, it's not about size. It's about looks. <laughs> I think, I think it would have uh, been, it would have been a subjective judgment call. Right. Grooming sort of pubes. Yeah. Uh, mm. Amount of snakes currently wrapped yeah. around the penis. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The, the force, you know, how the foreskin was, you know, whether circumcised or uncircumcised, mm. all those sorts of yep. features. Mm. Yeah. Um, would have gone into it. It would explain why Caligula put his horse in the Senate. (laughs) No one can compete with a horse. And now, finally, he was quite the entertainer, um, by which I mean he liked putting on dinner parties. He liked entertaining. Oh, right. Um, At his, his, uh, what would you call it? What do you call an an emperor's house? An orgy. Later Romans had orgies, didn't they? They certainly had orgies. But do you call it a palace or Oh, his place. Yeah. Oh, sorry. This, this is, joint. Uh, you, you've, this? Heard of, you've heard of Caesar's Palace, I think. Oh, there you go. That Yeah, mm. that's based mm. on Caesar's Palace. Anyway, um, unusual dinner parties, it's fair to say. Um, <laughs> he liked to tie his dinner guests to a water wheel and watch them slowly drown. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, would again, like, like, like the attendance at the shows, <laughs> I, I tend to think you wouldn't have had many RSVPs. Could, now, you, could you refuse a, an invitation? Or? Well, like, I guess he he wouldn't have flagged that this would happen. Right. But how many times can you pull this? Like, how many yeah. dinner parties can you throw before word gets out that there's a chance the water wheel might be used? <laughs> Look out true, for the water feature. Like, you can imagine all the guests saying, well... At the last four, it is true that he's drowned the guest, but maybe this time it might be a nice evening, so I might pop along. Yeah, apparently um, the food was excellent. Like, he put on mega feasts. Oh, well, And okay. it, it, there's nothing to suggest every guest was strapped to the water wheel, but there was always a risk that guests who displeased him might be strapped up. Well, I think oh, this is good. I think this provides a bit of jeopardy. You know how yes. dinner parties can get a bit sluggish? Yeah. You, you get a bit boring just before dessert's served. The conversations run out. And some people don't hold, yeah. you know, yeah. lift their game and like they yeah. let others do all the funny banter <laughs> and stuff and they just sit there. And I think if if you knew that there was a risk that you'd be drowned to death <laughs> if you did, weren't witty that night, it, up it, would, game. it would up the yeah. quality of the conversation. Wasn't there a movie, didn't there, wasn't there a French movie called The Dinner Game where this actually happened? I didn't realise that was... 
based on the actual dinner parties of Elagabalus. It wasn't, he, he had other tricks he liked to do during his dinner parties. He also, this is an old classic Elagabalus, he liked to let loose lions and tigers during the meal. <laughs> <laughs> An oldie bit of tigers. Yeah. Presumably because he was out of snakes. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love that the lions weren't enough. No, no, we should have some, <laughs> throw in some tigers as well. <laughs> there aren't even tigers uh, in Rome. No, where, where did he it, get these things was from? Was the Roman Empire stretched far <laughs> enough into Asia? Maybe they dragged a couple of tigers back. I tell you but what, surely you'd, you'd, you'd bring one if he asked you, given his other practices. Oh, it's... Is it all about bringing a good present? So yeah, if you didn't bring a mm. bottle of wine or a, or a hungry saber toothed tiger or a woman <laughs> that might fill in for a horse later on that night as you Uber home, <laughs> then he unleashed the the big cats and got out the water wheel. Yeah, I mean, do you think it, did he think about the fact that they might attack him? Like, was it, yeah, how did, was he? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Probably on a platform. Say, I assume he had good guards and servants yeah. around and protect him from that. It seemed like he had a, a lust for life. Like, mm. he, he liked yeah. to live on the edge. And death. <laughs> and <laughs> death. <laughs> but I, I wonder, would have thought, I mean, I wonder what the atmosphere was like at this dinner party. Because it would have been quite jovial and fun at the, at the mm. start. But yeah. after the first drowning, <laughs> you know, it would, it would have been a little, a bit, a bit of an uphill battle, I reckon, for the guests. You reckon that's a downer? And uh, yeah, and then then somebody's wife gets eaten by a lion. I mean, by yeah. the end of the evening, you know, I can. Ima- it would have been a very awkward farewell at the end, you know. Uh, thank you for a um for a lovely evening. Um, you yeah. know. I, I, I'm <laughs> sorry, I'm going home alone, but yeah. I, I'm sure yeah. the short life my and, wife had, she enjoyed every second of it. And and I won't shake your hand because they don't have an arm. Yeah. <laughs> well, there you have it. That is Elagabalus, the uh, one of the lesser known Roman emperors, and yet his um, behaviour suggests he should be studied just as much as some the more famous ones like Caesar, Augustus and Tiberius. Uh, that is it for uh, this podcast. Remember, you can always catch other Cat's Pyjamas with The Chaser wherever you get your podcasts. We'll catch you on the next one. Cat's Pyjamas or Cat's Piss with The Chaser was written and presented by The Chaser. Created in collaboration with Podcast One Australia. Producer Alex Mitchell. Sound production by Darcy Thompson and Matt Nikolic. For more episodes, go to podcastone.com.au. Download the Podcast One app or search Cat's Pyjamas on Apple Podcasts.